0: Hey, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And it's a new year. It's 2022. Hopefully things will be better than 2021, guys. We are all very hopeful. Uh, but today on the show it is one of our monthly trailer roundup episodes. We do this at the beginning of every month, and we look forward to what is coming out in the upcoming month. And we are, of course, looking at the movies of January 2022. We got a bunch to talk about. Lots coming our way. And of course, as always, there's lots that we are not even covering here. But uh there's there's always plenty of movies coming out. And uh, we got some big ones to talk about. Joining me, as always, is Jason Harris from Awesome Movie Year. He Joins me on all these trailer roundup episodes, and uh, I'm always happy to talk to him. We have a good time. So that is coming up here in a second. Before we get to the conversation, I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You can rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Podchaser or Good Pods. And I just want to say also thank you so much to all the recent reviewers and Rating givers, what do you call a person who... All the people who have been doing that thing that I always ask at the beginning and end of every episode of this podcast, all 300-something of them, uh, thank you for actually doing that and leaving a rating and review. It really means a lot to me, and as we go into this new year, I want to keep growing the show and making it bigger and better, and by getting those reviews and ratings in, supposedly it raises up in the ranks or something or other, it makes it more visible, to new listeners and i don't know if that's true but uh you know we, we got to do what we can right so thank you so much for doing it uh you can also follow us over on social media at piecing pod and join our facebook group popcorn and puzzle pieces where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show so with that said let's talk about the movies of january 2022 Jason Harris, it's a new year, and it's time to look at some more movies. How are you doing, Jason?
1: Dave, I'm excited.
0: 2021. Me. 2022. <laughs> at best. Yeah. At best. <laughs> 2022. Kazoo! Let's hope so. Let's hope so, Jason. Right. Uh, yeah, We well... I feel like 2021 kind of turned around in the last few months. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll talk about that more. Uh, At the time of this recording, we haven't done our top 10 episode. Uh, We will be doing a top 10 episode with you and Josh Bell uh, of 2021. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about how it turned around in the last few months. Or maybe you'll say that it didn't turn around in the last few months. I don't
1: don't think it did. I mean, there are some better (laughs) movies, but even like these like wave of like the end of the year supposed to be better movies are like yeah that was better but not as good as in years
0: past yeah right fair enough but uh hopefully this is a good year and we're gonna look at some movies for january right now as we have been doing uh month after month but first let's take a look back at december first up let's start off benedetta did you get around to this one i i did not me neither move on Okay, yeah, I really want to see it, though. Um, I actually might watch it this weekend. Uh, next up is Silent Night, a movie that we both wanted to watch. I, I feel like our, our buddy Josh kind of turned us off of this one with his review. Yeah,
1: but I have AMC+, so I'm hoping to still slip it in before the end of the year. Slip it right in there, Dave.
0: All right, all right. Uh, next up is Flea, which is on my watch list for this week, but I have not got.
1: I'm going to come watch it with you when you watch it.
0: All right, let's do it. I'm I'm down. Uh, Red Rocket is the next one up, which we did do a piecing it together episode on. I loved. Um, you didn't like it that much. I was right? pretty
1: disappointed, man. I don't know why this had to be two hours and ten minutes. Like the mm. same story could have been told in an hour and forty minutes, and I didn't think it had the kinetic energy of like the last two Sean Baker movies. This one just, yeah, it was. I was so much looking forward to it, and I just felt like it just kind of meandered.
0: All right, yeah, no i I did feel the energy from it, and that's part of what I like so much about it but uh yeah, i I don't know. it's definitely uh a, an interesting one and his his career is very strange. We talk about it on the episode, but like his movies they don't always necessarily fit together, even though there's some things that run through them all, but uh anyway, next up is being the Ricardos, which I honestly just did not have much interest in, and I did not get to it. I might get to it before Oscar season because uh. You know, it's probably going to get nominated for things, but did you watch it?
1: I think you're right. We wait and see what it's nominated for, and then in, like, February or early March, we're like, okay, I have time for that now, so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am seeing West Side Story this Friday at the time of recording. I haven't seen it yet, though.
1: Okay, I will say this. I'm halfway through it, because I'm watching it with my daughter on mm-hmm. a screening site, you know? Um yeah. If the second half is as good as the first half, it's an easy top 10. It's great so far. All right. What a horrible review. I've watched half of it. (laughs) I've
2: watched half of (laughs) it. I can't.
1: I I would have watched the whole thing, but I have a young kid and she you know, it's good to show her the, the cultural films. And I think, and she's really into it. And I'm really into it.
0: So awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to the theater to see it on Friday with my mom uh next up is don't look up which i just watched the other night kind of meh i i didn't hate it like some people do but it's also not very good i was right with you again
1: um i i I felt like they should have made this thing a limited series there was enough characters there and enough plot points where like why don't you just focus uh each episode on a different character and push it that way but because it's like Again, we don't need this. This is what two hours ten, two hours twenty minutes, and it like just drags. And it's supposed to be mm-hmm. comedic, um, but you know, I I know it, I think what you're saying is like people on Twitter hate it, but people on Facebook love it. <laughs>
0: that's so true That's absolutely true (laughs) um next up is nightmare alley which i did see um and i liked didn't love but it's it's definitely there's a lot to like about it especially the performances bradley cooper's great in it i also really love the score um I, you know, you're you're sitting here talking about all these movies being too long. That's my number one complaint with the movie. It really, it feels like it's like a four-hour movie, even though it's only about two twenty. But uh, it it just it really drags, especially it, in the it, middle. But it's cool though.
1: Yeah. So I watched the original. Have you seen the original? I have not. I have not. It's really good. The original's cool. Very good. Um, look, just to be clear, this isn't like man, long movies. Why? This is just like from a story telling standpoint. Can we be more effective if we stop, you know, masturbating on screen and, you know, really cut for the sake of emotion and story instead of leaving everything in there?
0: Yeah, well, you know, Netflix is currently celebrating 111 million hours of Don't Look Up being watched. That's, that's the new metric, hours of the movie being watched. So as streaming takes over, the, I think everything's just going to get longer yeah. and longer.
1: Well, that's how long the movie felt. No, I'm yeah, just kidding. That's true,
0: too. It's not that bad.
1: It's just it's just, you know, when you see the big short, you want him to hit that home run again.
0: Sure, sure. Uh, next up is The Lost Daughter, which I also watched and loved. Um, doesn't make my top 10, but probably top 20 of the year. I, I really enjoyed it. I will have it watched before the end of the year. Awesome. Next up is Sing Two, which I only included on our list last month because it looked so completely insane. Did you watch this with your daughter? No, but if she
1: ends up seeing it, I'll have her do an episode with you on. Oh, thank you.
0: <laughs> I look forward to that. Uh, and last but not least is The Tender Bar, which I have not seen. Uh, which I probably will watch this weekend before we uh, wrap things. Same. Up. Same here. All right. So, yeah, obviously, I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of these. I was gone for over a week with my honeymoon. But, um, you know, there's plenty to try to squeeze in these last few days. And
1: I, having been uh, rebuked by the Las Vegas Film Critics Society, (laughs) do not have the same access as you. So it's tougher for me to watch them. But uh, I'm trying my best here, Dave
0: you're doing a good job jason so uh let's start off january 2022 with a movie that's a part of the 2021 conversation, obviously some of these big movies uh, are part of the 2021 conversation, but don't come out in wide release or anything until the new year. Uh, but this is A Hero from uh, Asghar Farhadi, director of A Separation. Uh, this movie is being heavily acclaimed. Uh, it's about a man who's going to prison because of a debt he can't repay, but things go kind of sideways when he finds gold and tries to sell it to settle the debt. Looks very heavy, but also uh really great. What what did you think about this trailer?
1: Yeah, I uh it looked good to me, but I didn't get I didn't get any of that from the preview. Really? So, yeah, it looked to me like a story of someone who may or may not have done something heroic and it's all about uh untangling the web to see if he's telling the truth or if it's just one big lie. Is that not what the movie looked like?
0: Well, I I got to admit I got my little synopsis from a combination of the trailer and an official synopsis. So I'm kind of uh, I guess you could say I'm cheating a little bit because I didn't necessarily get all of that from the trailer itself.
1: Well, maybe I'm just interpreting it, but uh, I do want to see it. It looks very good, and um, you know I think what um, I think being so fatigued on mainstream American films right now, like mm. there's there's bigger chances being taken by foreign filmmakers. So uh, I'm looking forward to watching this.
0: So what do you got for possible pieces here? Well,
1: based on the preview that I watched that I thought, (laughs) that's what I thought. uh, I picked two documentaries, the woman who wasn't there. And uh, which was about a woman who claimed to have been in the twin towers in nine 11. And, you know, kind of did, I think, the media rounds and became a very famous story. And then they found out that it was a lie, you know. Mm, um, okay. And then the documentary, The Imposter, about a kid who goes missing. And then another kid who comes back and takes his place, but who's not that kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, But the family accepts him, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then lastly, I thought the early seasons of Homeland, where Carrie is tracking Brody and he just comes back from the Middle East and he's a hero. But is he an American hero or has he turned all of that stuff?
0: Okay. Yeah. Interesting piece is definitely different from what I was getting, but obviously we had a little bit different reads on the uh, trailer. Uh, I thought of no country for old men because of Llewellyn finding money and that being the impetus for shit going bad, you know, and, uh, this looks like it's going in different directions, but things do go bad once the money is part of the equation. And then the other one, this, this one might be totally off base. I don't know. Um, but I, I thought a little bit about the pursuit of happiness and Will Smith's character just, uh, just doing anything and everything he can to better his situation for himself and his family, his son specifically. And uh, it, it seems like this guy, the main character and a hero, is just trying just desperately to do whatever he can.
1: Well, so we obviously have very different reads on what this is. So, I mean, like you said, you had read a synopsis. I just watched the preview. So we'll have to Mm -hmm. see. And uh, one of us can make fun of the other one for being uh, totally off base.
0: Absolutely. And uh, I I don't think I mentioned uh, January 7th in theaters and then January 21st on Prime is when that comes out. Hey,
1: can I just tell you, Prime looks like it's actually stepping up with movies, you know, they're doing a better job lately. I hope so.
0: Um I don't know there's been plenty of good on prime. I mean, you know, Sound of Metal in 2020 was prime. Uh Vast of Night was prime. There's some good stuff on yeah, there. 7, yeah, 7500. There you go. Is that what that movie is? Yeah, that is what I, that movie is called. It's Speaking funny. of movies that are named after numbers, Hey, uh, what is Segway? Yeah. Uh The 355 coming to theaters on January 7th about a team of female super spies with Jessica Chastain, Diane Kruger, Lupita Nyong'o, Penelope Cruz, and Bing Bang Fan, directed by Simon Kinberg, who worked on all of the X-Men movies but only directed Dark Phoenix, um, and just looks like the latest in the line of uh, kick-ass women action movies. Uh, I don't know. What did you think about this one?
1: Uh, I can't tell. Like, Is it supposed to be comical or I mean I know it's an action movie but is there supposed to be comedy in this like that's what it was totally
0: confused to me I I completely agree I actually the first time I saw this trailer in the theater I thought it was like a coke commercial or something like like it was like a jokey like you know we're badass super spies but it ends up being like oh they're trying to find like a coca-cola or or something like that like I didn't realize it was a real movie
1: yeah, I mean, and Kinberg is a is a major writer. He's got, you know, like you said he's not necessarily the biggest director. There was a great episode on um Script Notes with him where he like just owns that his X-Men movie that he directed did not do well. And I thought that was really cool that he's like, "Look, I was the director. I have to take the heat on it for whatever reason." So, we'll see. I mean, you know, obviously super talented cast, big set pieces, yeah. great uh, locations, but It just, like I said, like, uh, there, there was nothing that hooked me from a story standpoint. This is also like, you know, from the maker, the, uh, the, the a producer maybe of the born identity. So you hope it leans into that. Right. Sure. But I don't know. It felt very black widow ish to me Mm -hmm. in, um, you know, who, who's doing what? And we're all like, we all have these skills that nobody knows about and blah, blah, blah. Uh, sure. ocean Oceans 8, obviously, you know, where all yeah, the, yeah. the women robbed the museum. Right. And um, and Dave, anytime I could bring up widows, I will bring it up because you are the only person I know who didn't like that. The Steve McQueen movie about the widows of the uh, bank robbing group who have to take over the business after they're all dead
0: absolutely lovely idea i just i don't know i just don't like that movie i don't know what it is but uh yeah all good pieces there uh of course i'll throw in charlie's angels as well as as a piece for this and then the other one the the first thing i really thought of is uh within pulp fiction um uma thurman's fox force 5 tv pilot where all of the sexy super spies are from these different ethnicities and they all have different powers that are related to those backgrounds and uh, it seems like they're kind of going for that here with uh, that's with hilarious. This team.
1: That's good, good <laughs> pick. You know what else? What was that Pamela Anderson show that was like syndicated that she was like? The, oh, yeah, there was like their Charlie's <laughs> Angels, the female super
0: spies. I remember that. I don't remember what it was called, but yeah, that would work as well for sure. Um, next up is Scream coming to theaters on January 14th, uh, directed by Matt. Bettinelli, Open, and Tyler Gillett, who did Ready or Not. Uh, It's set 25 years after the events of the first Scream. I'm not sure if this is going to be one of those legacy sequels that ignores some of the uh, other entries in the series, or if it's including all of that. They're kind of playing it close to the vest with what exactly the story is going to be. But most of the original cast is back, and then there's new people included as well. Uh, What do you think about this?
1: The show is called VIP, Dave. And it ah, starred Pamela Anderson, Molly Culver, and Natalie Ray Tano. Um, mm-hmm. And someone named Sean Baker, but not the one we were talking about, of course. Oh, um, yeah. There you go. I won't get into the rest of the cast like Leah Lau.
0: Uh Hey, Dave, what was Ready or Not? <laughs> Ready or Not is the one with, uh, uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank on her name, but she played young uh, Bill and Bill and Ted, but uh, where, where she gets married to the rich family and then they're all hunting her through the house. Like, it's part of, like, their tradition that they have to hunt and kill the new wives of uh, all all of their male heirs to the oh, family fortune. I didn't see that one. Was it good? It was very fun.
1: Yeah. Samara Weaving? That's who you're
0: talking Samara about? Samara Weaving, that's the name, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, this did not really impress me at all. I think mm-hmm. I have I saw Scream 1 and 2, maybe 3. Um, Right off the bat, like, did I miss an installment of Scream where, like... Uh, Officer Dewey becomes much smarter and talks more clearly.
0: It's funny you ask that, and I'm wondering if we are conflating Scream and Scary Movie in our minds because I haven't seen these movies in a long time either. And I also thought that the David Arquette's take on the character was kind of not so, uh, you know, smart and uh, you know, together. That as was he the charm of this. it, right? That he was. Yeah, that's what Mountain I thing. thought.
1: But now he's, like, grizzled old cop who, like, has been thrown out but is still obsessed. It's happening again, right? You know? Yeah. Um, I
0: thought the same thing.
1: Interesting, because uh, uh, Nev Campbell looks, like, jacked in this movie. She looks incredibly yeah. fit. And um, also, um, Courtney Cox looks like she had a lot of plastic surgery. So.
0: <laughs> wow. Well. You know what? If that makes her happy.
1: Yeah, that's fine. I'm just, that uh, has nothing to do with anything. I'm just uh, being very shallow and commenting on <laughs> appearances and, you know.
2: So I can, what do you got for puzzle pieces? I can comment or... on
1: the male appearances if you want, just to show I'm not that yeah. shallow. I'm shallow all yeah. the way around. Uh, I don't know, man. That movie Copycat, because this is like a copycat killer, but it seems like mm-hmm. from a long time ago. So that was from the 90s. I think it had Sigourney Weaver. And then any, you can pick any one of them dave the reboot of beverly hills 90210 american reunion i'm sure there will be like a melrose place reboot reboot you know Mm -hmm. any of these like nostalgia reboots i mean even the new sex in the city thing that's going on now right something that we all enjoyed years ago that we have to reboot again for some reason even though nobody's asking for it
0: yeah it's, it's content baby but, uh, yeah, that absolutely, this is just the next in the line. Everything is due for a reboot at some point. Um, I, I had for pieces, of course, Halloween's reboot. Um, I, I think that that's, like, the, the biggest one that I would say is a parallel here. The other thing I thought of, though, uh, which, funny enough, is I, I thought this was being directed By the same director as Happy Death Day, which is what uh, my other piece would be, because I feel like Happy Death Day kind of proved that these teen slashers still have an audience for movies that aren't like, you know, what horror has kind of become lately. And so I, I think that Happy Death Day was super inspired by Scream, and I feel like it kind of comes back around. But I was wrong about it being directed by the same people, but you know.
1: And just to clarify, Dave, now I did not comment on whether the plastic surgery looked good or not. I'm just saying she looks different than I remember.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is okay. Uh, Let's move on uh, to the tragedy of Macbeth um, coming out January 14th on Apple TV plus after it's been in some limited theatrical runs in December. Uh, But it's Joel Cohen of the Cohen brothers going out on his own to make a Shakespeare adaptation in stark, beautiful black and white with Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand and A whole slew of talented people. What do you think about this one? It looks
1: great. I'm really excited for this. Didn't the Coens do The Man Who Wasn't There? Wasn't that in Black and White when they did that? It
0: was, and and that was uh, something I thought of as their previous entry into the world of Black and White. But, uh, yeah.
1: Good film. Good film right there. Um, I'm really excited for this. Obviously, like, dude, heavy hitters, Denzel, Francis McDormand, huge, huge talents right there every shot looks you know so meticulous and beautiful and cohenese shall we say and it'll be interesting because like you said he's out on his own like does he have something to prove Is there things that he would have wanted to do that um he didn't do when he was part of the brother team who knows right um yeah they'll probably work together again although ethan i think said he's
0: kind of done with filmmaking right so yeah he said he needs a break basically so hopefully they're back together at some point but I've actually seen this and you've seen the uh, movie already. I have. Yeah. And it's a, um, as someone who doesn't get Shakespeare, it's a little bit of a tough watch because it's a hundred percent Shakespeare, but technically it's, uh, it's awesome.
1: Now I might've told you this before, but I don't, I don't know if, if I did. Um, so obviously we all studied Shakespeare in high school in English class, right? and Mm. i never really related to it i mean i got i did fine whatever but in college in one of my acting classes the acting teacher had us do shakespeare and he's like you all have studied shakespeare wrong your whole lives because shakespeare didn't write plays for english teachers he wrote plays for actors to perform for audiences so if you break it down from an acting standpoint you're going to get a different interpretation and that was super helpful and had me appreciate these things at a deeper level, even though I had great English teachers in high school. But so that's just a little aside, Dave. Here are the things yeah. I thought of. I mean, some of these shots look very Bergman esque, Seventh Seal, right? Sure. You know, Game of Thrones, obviously, Kings Killing Kings. We all know that Shakespeare was influenced by. Uh, Game of Thrones by by uh, yes of
0: course <laughs>
1: yeah Mr. Martin there uh, and then um, you know some you know we can go to any of these other Shakespearean interpretations I picked Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet because that's as opposite as this as I can find and also just like it was a it was a brave shot that he took lastly Dave as you know I'm a fan of all these Nordic noirs stories that take place in Scandinavia dark murder story. So, I can sure. give you a whole list of those if you want.
0: Well, I I you've brought up some of them on the show before, but as a uh, as a little subgenre, I think it definitely fits as a piece here. But um yeah, I also thought of other Macbeth adaptations. Recently it was the 2015 one with Michael Fassbender. Um, and the, the other thing I thought of is, you know, this is an A24 production, and uh, I thought of The Lighthouse, another A24 production that's presented in 4-3, stark black and white, with a language that is technically English, but, you know, you might not be able to follow along with every word, uh, because I, I would say I have a, a easier time... Following uh, (laughs) Willem Dafoe's weird rants than I do Shakespearean rants, but, uh, you know, same kind of uh, thing.
1: I think it's also a good piece because of the atmosphere, the fog and the mist, Mm -hmm. and, you know, that kind of coastal cold that comes in. So, uh,
0: yeah, good one. Awesome. Coming up next, January 21st in theaters, Operation Fortune, Ruse de Guerre. De Guerre. Ruse de Guerre. Ruse de guerre. Guerre. Guy Ritchie seems to put out a movie every January now. I think that's his new thing. Um, this one stars Jason Statham, Aubrey Plaza, Josh Hartnett, Carrie Ilways, and Hugh Grant. And uh, by the way, Jason Statham's character is named Orson Fortune, um, mm. which is incredible. But <laughs> But, uh, yeah, what do you think about this one? I, it looks, to me, like just yet another fun Guy Richie. Yeah,
1: thing. I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for it to be great. Obviously, that last one, uh, what was it? Men of...
0: R- Wrath of Man.
1: Yeah, we didn't really love that one. This one looks more comical, like The Gentleman, and uh,
0: yeah. it looks
1: like it could just be a lot of fun. But, you know, it also looks like it could be a total miss, right? Like, we're not sure, sure we're, which way this one's going. Uh, obviously, we're rooting for this... Same same with the 355 in that in that kind of I mean we know Guy Ritchie though has uh done action comedy better but I uh, you know and this one the jokes are hot and heavy but you know you're wondering like with the 355 if tonally that's where that's going to go so right. you know I like these stories about actors who have to um you know do do play their characters in real life situations so that's kind of uh, where I went with this Galaxy Quest, a uh, cult classic. There, um, oh, good one. Yeah, Bowfinger, obviously, uh, with the mix-up of who really is starring in this film, and then the best of the bunch, which I think probably needs a rewatch, is Tropic Thunder.
0: Sure. Yeah. I thought of Tropic Thunder as well. That that's that's a good one there. Uh, maybe a little get shorty in there, I thought of. And also Oceans Eleven because there seems to be like some meta-ness to the uh you know the the Hollywoodishness of, of these action heroes in this situation. Um so yeah, I, I, I think that those are all great pieces though that you brought to a galaxy quest. That's that's a great one. Dude,
1: the Hugh Grant Renaissance has been upon us for years and let us enjoy that. He's been really, really great last few years.
0: Absolutely. So a month can't go by without a superhero movie. So Ugh. next up is Morbius coming to theaters January 28th. It's Dr. Michael Morbius, I guess, finally coming to the big screen. I, I don't know this character. Finally. At all. Finally. Yeah. People, people love him, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, this is in the Venom slash Spider-Man, Sony, Marvel combined universe, not the mcu although nowadays that can blend together as we know and so who knows what will happen but uh
1: well you know to be clear to be clear uh to be Mm. fair uh look sony owns the rights to the characters but um they they screwed up spider-man so badly with the andrew garfield ones and marvel came in and was like look we'll make these movies just so you don't tarnish our properties and you know we'll take money and you take money so that's how that happened you know there's a good book yeah. on it called The Big Picture. Uh what was I going to say about that? Hey Dave, what did you think
0: of that last Spider-Man? It is nothing but fun. Uh I don't necessarily think it's great as a movie, but it's fun. I you can't kind of when you're sitting in an audience of people all cheering and just like losing their mind over the uh you know, the big reveals. I mean, you can't help but have fun. People
1: are idiots, Dave. Um yeah. It's it's all right. It's just dude, I mean it's the same formula every time. I have such fatigue on this. But yeah. uh, you know, meanwhile I started watching Hawkeye and that's that's a good time. So All right. So Yeah, I mean, look, he's a doctor uh with hollow bones or whatever. And so, you know, immediately you go to Unbreakable. Um and then he's a good guy or he's a bad guy, I don't know. So you go to the Hulk and then lastly this just feels like a guy who uh, feels society has wronged him and it looks like it and he just can't figure out what he's supposed to be. So, I mean, I it's interesting because we always say Marvel influences all this other stuff, but this looks like the Joker influenced Marvel to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, which is funny because Jared Leto played Joker, but also funny is I, I had Batman as a puzzle piece here. I mean, he seems to be... Uh, you know, surrounding himself with bats yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, and, and getting his powers in a cave. So yeah, I mean, so yeah, Batman, Joker for sure, both of them. I also thought of that Vin Diesel superhero kind of non-starter from twenty twenty, Bloodshot, which uh, I I feel like both of these movies. I it seems like what what's their power? Just everything they they can do any and everything, and that's what their power is. Uh, so yeah, I don't know it. One 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 thing I did notice about this trailer, and I've seen it at the theater like almost every time I've gone to the movies in the last couple of months. This is one of the noisiest, loudest movie trailers I think I've ever seen. And uh, I, I, I'm not exactly looking forward to all that sound when I see this movie.
1: Dave, I got to say I'm disappointed in you because I was really excited when you said Vin Diesel because immediately what came to my mind is the movie from 2000 with Vin Diesel and a bunch of bats, Pitch Black. And I thought you were going to go there. And I was like, what an awesome
0: pick. So That movie rules, I will say. I would have been really
1: excited if you picked that. What a poll that would have been. Uh,
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Let's go to our next one. A movie I hadn't even heard of until I was... uh, coming up with the list for this episode and that is clean it's coming to limited release in theaters on january 28th uh written by and starring and produced by adrian brody uh it's a dark gritty crime drama what do you think about this one it's interesting we haven't really seen much adrian brody lately he was on
1: succession and he did a good job this year and this looks awesome. If there could be like an Adrian Brody, if he could get into this revenge sub genre that like Liam Neeson's in and everything, like mm-hmm. it seems like a good fit. Like I didn't, I went with you, I didn't know anything about it going in. And I'm like, whoa, this, this looks pretty dope right here, you know. But you and I yeah. gravitate towards these movies. We should be, you know, upfront about that, Dave. Don't hide it.
0: That's true. Yeah. Absolutely true. And, uh, yeah. By the way, yeah. uh, I know you were, you were kind of lukewarm on, uh, the French Dispatch, but Adrian Brody in that, I just think is so much fun.
1: He's very good in that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I want to see, look, we know he's super talented and he just made a lot of like choices that didn't go so well. So, like, we want to see him, you know, do well here and everything. Yeah. So, absolutely. Um, so, there's this movie this year that I don't think you saw that um, is probably going to
0: make my top 10 list called Small Engine Repair. I wanted to see that. I almost went to the theater for that, actually.
1: Yeah, very blue collar, uh bunch of knock around guys, you know, just talking. And then it takes this crazy uh, revenge fueled turn based on a family member done wrong. And mm. uh, somehow they pull it off, I think. So. Um, and I recommend that movie because, again, at least someone an American filmmaker is taking a chance, doing something else, you know. So, sure, sure. Um, that was it, and then I just, you know, any any, just put them all in a hat and pick any Charles Bronson, Death Wish, or Clint Eastwood, uh, Gran Torino movie out that you want, Dirty Harry, any of those, you know. And I think you're getting there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I hadn't thought of it until uh, you just brought up Small Engine Repair, but uh, The Drive from this past January with Eric Bana, uh, also kind of one of these just small, just gritty, dark, you know, crime thrillers. I really want to see it, man. I still haven't seen it. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. And I I would say that that uh, goes along with this same... uh, same kind of thing here. And then you you mentioned Liam Neeson in the lead up, but definitely any of his like insert blue collar job and then have that person have a past life that comes back. Uh, definitely all of those movies. The other one I thought of is uh, take away the whole moral dilemma of the kid, the rest of Gone Baby Gone. Um, ben Affleck writing a story not for himself but for his brother uh, that is just this like you know really really inner city down and dirty gr- grimy crime thriller.
1: I thought of Gone Baby Gone also because the neighborhoods reminded me of those neighborhoods. I'm not sure if this takes place in Boston or somewhere in New England, but um, it it looked like it to me.
0: Right on. Well, our last movie for the month, also January 28th, also limited release, it is The Requiem, and it is alicia silverstone uh and a shark (laughs) it looks like total schlock but could be kind of fun maybe so i
1: mean i'm gonna give it a little more credit because right she and her husband are on maybe it's a honeymoon vacation and this huge tsunami hits and they're stuck on this like uh what's left of a uh what would you call it? It's not a house, even a room. Yeah, I forget
0: the name of those things. Those little houses that are floating on the water, like yeah. right at the end of a pier. Yeah. It yeah. just connects and then floats out into the ocean. And basically. so,
1: so I think it's, you know, the survival in the sea plus that, you know, plus the shark eventually coming, uh, open water. You remember that movie, that indie sure. movie, that was a good one. So yeah, I got that in there, uh, cast away because it's, you're in the middle of nowhere and you don't know how you're going to survive. Um, I never saw The Impossible, which was that movie about the tsunami in Thailand. But I thought that that was, was really it. good. And I'm gonna throw this in. I'm not. It's. I'm sure it's not a puzzle piece, but it's something that I want to recommend. That kind of touches on the same tones. If you have Showtime, you should be watching Yellow Jackets about the uh, girls' soccer team who plane crash into the middle of nowhere and they have to survive. And it's dual timelines partially about them surviving in the middle of nowhere back in the day, and partially the ones that we see who are still alive in present day and how they're dealing with life. And it's just a mystery that keeps unraveling itself and adding stuff, and it's great. It's one of the best shows this year.
0: Yeah, I've heard nothing but great things about it. Um, I If if I ever make time to watch TV again, that's, uh, that's on my possible list for sure. Uh, I would also add in, you know, I kind of reductively called it alicia silverstone shark movie i would include blake lively shark movie the shallows thank you um i would also include a drift uh the movie where shailene woodley and her husband are stuck on a boat in the middle of the ocean i've never actually seen it and i heard the ending is absolutely bonkers and it's worth seeing for the ending alone um so maybe i'll check that out one of these days but uh yeah those are my pieces. i mean you can go back to the hitchcock
1: movie i think it was a rope where they're all in the boat and everything like that so
0: You can go back to any of those. I was surprised you didn't put the Meg in there. Sure. Yeah. Well, it it'll be interesting to see. uh, You know, this is obviously a little bit of a lower budget movie. I wonder how how good the shark action is in it, or if it's mostly like character based, like fear drama. You know, but uh, I, I guess we'll see if we check this one out when it comes out.
1: Yeah, I hope it is more um, psychological,
0: character-based. Yeah, I, I I have a feeling that's probably what we'll get, but uh, we'll see when it comes out. But yeah, that's our January. Uh, some, Some good stuff to look forward to and a whole new year of movies to look forward to. Jason... Why don't you tell people what's going on over on Awesome Movie Year right now?
1: Okay, it's Awesome Movie Year. It's our 10th season extravaganza. As you know, we've done nine seasons focusing on different years in each season. So the 10th season we thought was a good time for a retrospective. No, we do not repeat old episodes. But we do look back to seasons past for films that we missed that have slipped through the cracks. And they all fit into different categories. For instance, our opening episode of the season, which is out this week is on a box office champion and though it wasn't the champion of 1977 it did come in second place to star wars and that movie is called Smokey and the bandit and it's so much fun and a fun episode i really hope people listen to it so we have stuff like that planned all season uh the next episode will be a first feature and with paul thomas anderson uh in the process of maybe winning an oscar for licorice pizza we're going back to 1996 for his first feature Hard eight and so on and so on we cover every year that we've had in the past and a different category for each year
0: awesome well i am looking forward to making those episodes with you and uh, i'm looking forward to people checking them out
1: yeah watch watch our show <laughs> <laughs>
2: Two actors walk into a bar and, well, what do they do, David? Well Scarlett, I'll tell you. Two actors walk into a bar and find humour in reality. Two of them fall out and smash on the floor. The woman has gone well done. Provide opinions on everything they're not entitled to. Oh, wear a mask, you dumbasses. America's fucked. Oh, who cares? <laughs> Biden's in control of a sinking ship. And of course, they drink. I'm doing great. I've had one beer and I don't know what words are anymore. He's on the Fanta Fruit twist now. I can see what you're drinking and it is embarrassing. But no, 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 that's not all you can expect from this podcast. We've got some particularly strange tales to tell. And of course, exclusive stories from the acting world came on the stage and you were like, stop it, I'm having to break character. I'm a professional, don't you know? I see you're an actress. Do you snort lots of cocaine, man? Some Oscar-worthy performances from our hosts. Uh, your Waluigi impression is hilarious. Waluigi. Well, um, <laughs> good old Boris Johnson, like... Wah, 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 wah. You're smashing them now. You've not even had a drink yet. Oh, I don't believe the king would have said Ooh. that. And a load of drunken waffle. Uh, I mean, intelligent conversation. We're talking about having a weird crush on Colin Firth and suddenly you're shagging a Greg's pasty. My life's exciting. What can I say? So join her, Scarlett Bryant. And him, David McCulloch. Along with a fantastic range of special guests. Bring it on. I can't wait. Who shat themselves? (laughs) (laughs) I was saying in the prize giving on the Friday, was having surgery on the Saturday. I poured myself some mulled wine for this occasion and I have, you saw me sit down with a full glass. I was like, (laughs) just, just, it's like juice, you know? All that and much, much more in our podcast series... Two actors
0: walk into a bar. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jason Harris from Awesome Movie Year. Uh, Thanks to Jason. And make sure to check out Awesome Movie Year. Uh, Their new 10th season starts this week. Lots to look forward to in that one as they go back to all the previous season's years and fill in some blanks, and we got some really cool episodes coming up. And uh, he didn't even mention, but part of the season is going to include me finally getting a Dave's Pick episode from the 1994 season, which we hadn't started doing a Dave's Pick yet, so that's very exciting. I get to pick a movie from 1994. I wonder what it'll be. So that does it for today's episode. Uh, Thank you to everybody so much for listening. And like I said at the beginning of the show, go rate and review us. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, Good Pods, wherever you can rate and review, do that. I really appreciate it when you do that and while you're at it make sure you're subscribed and you could also follow us on social media at piecingpod you could also join our facebook group popcorn and puzzle pieces where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show we have the produced by david rose and patreon with lots of great content coming there over the next year lots of music stuff is coming there I, i've got a lot on my to-do list right now to get ready for the patreon so lots of great content coming to the patreon check that out it's patreon dot com slash by david rosen and uh also you know if you're still listening at this point of the episode you're you're a hardcore piecing it together fan and i really appreciate that uh but maybe you want to join me for an episode in the new year so uh get in touch with me you know you could do that on all those social medias or just email me by david rosen at gmail.com i Email is right there, you know, you can send me an email, but uh, yeah, maybe love to have you on a upcoming episode, so definitely get in touch with me. And uh, let's close this thing up. Let's. Uh, I'm actually recording this on New Year's Eve, and I've got a busy day of trying to finish up the new year, finish up the old year before the new year, um, so yeah, let's do this. Let's close this thing up with a piece of music. You know what? It's a new year. I think I'm going to play something from uh, my new upcoming album. Whatever I'm going to play, it's untitled at the moment, but uh, it's something that's in the works. And uh, it's a little preview for you. So hope you enjoy it. The final track might not sound like this when it comes out on the album, but hey, why not? Let's, uh, let's, Let's leave you guys with a little sneak preview of whatever my next album is. So enjoy it, and we'll be back with more Piecing It Together coming up real soon. Thank you.